Being a Better Man, Episode 10. Happy Valentine's Day. You have just entered a world governed by personal accountability where being a man is not an excuse for bad behavior, where complaints are not allowed, whining is forbidden, and excuses do not exist. Join us as we focus on the actual character of men rather than merely the trappings of manhood, where we discuss getting the best out of yourself instead of trying to get the better of someone else. We have one singular mission, being a better man today than we were yesterday. Now prepare to have your thoughts provoked, your ego challenged, and your character tested. It's time for being a better man. Here's your host and fellow man in the trenches, Alf Herigstad. Hey everybody, welcome back once again to Being a Better Man. I'm your host, Alf Herigstad, and it is an exciting day. What makes it an exciting day is the guest who's with us on the show. We are making history here once again with the first ever woman to be a guest on the Being a Better Man program. <laughs> And what a woman she is. She is brilliant. She's beautiful. She's talented. And she has some important information to share with us that you will not want to miss. Probably 90% of the people in America have seen her before. She played the role of Owen's wife in the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. She was a skydiver. She was a fencer. She's the owner and founder of Lulivision. She designs clothing for the Burning Man community. She spins wool right off the sheep. She knits, she sews, and she makes a mean sandwich. <laughs> I happen to know this because I'm talking about the love of my life. Mrs. Being a Better Man herself, the other half of the Being a Better Man team, the woman behind the scenes, allow me to introduce Luli Herrigstead. Welcome to the show, love. Why, thank you for such a generous introduction. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to add? Well, just to sum it up, um, what you'll be, who you'll be hearing from is um, I'm an entrepreneur. I was a performer, a fine artist, a sculptor. Uh, I am currently a blogger and soon to be a podcaster. And I've had some rich experiences in relationship building and also transformation. I have performed on Broadway and in films, as uh, my dear husband has has acknowledged. And I run a niche clothing design business. I'm a fitness buff and an outdoors woman and an adventurer. And you and you climb mountains. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's just say I do some over fifties hiking. How's that? Okay. <laughs> well, and that's why I wanted to have you on the show because. You really are, I think, not, I'm not just saying this because you're my wife. You really are uh, brilliant in, in many ways, especially having to do with, uh, you know, interpersonal stuff. At least that's what I think. Awesome. Um, in many ways, uh, you're kind of like the female version of me. <laughs> uh, we've both gone through a lot of similar challenges in life, and we've both had ups and downs like everybody has, but you, like me... We did something that a lot of people don't do. You paid attention along the way, and you learned from all those experiences. You would seek out and learn new things when you needed to to make your life better. And Yes. In my attitude, that has really added to your, uh, what I keep referring to as brilliance, your genius. Let's use a different <laughs> word. It's been a lifetime of education and, uh, and also just insight, really keeping my eyes open. 
for what works, what doesn't. And uh, at this point, uh, both of us are kind of on the same level. And that's really a delightful thing to have two people under the same roof that have the same experience level in things that matter to them. Right. And so this is being released on Valentine's Day. Yay. <laughs> and uh, what do you do for Valentine's Day? I recorded a podcast. <laughs> but um, Luli and I, we don't really do Valentine's Day, do we? No, we don't. And uh, there's a reason for that. Because it's evil. <laughs> <laughs> well... There's something about the holiday, and you can read many blogs about it for people that have been in the transformational conversation, um, where people, it, it can be a wonderful thing for people, but for a majority of people, it's a very stressful time. And it points out what they don't have, or it stresses the man especially, because it becomes an expectation game. And for us, uh, we live our lives like Valentine's every day, and there's a reason for that. We're very well matched. We're very compatible people, and so there's really no need for that extra day. But, like I said, for some people, it is wonderful. Yeah, exactly. I've always thought that Valentine's Day was, it's a, it's a horrible day. It's just a, a day invented by the, by the retail gods to make men miserable. You you go to any supermarket at 5.30 on Valentine's Day and there'll be a bunch of sad guys standing in line with wilted flowers and melted chocolate and one of the cards they had to scrounge for because all the rest of them are gone. And they're going to go home and disappoint their wives. Yes, and for the women, the expectations can be extremely high and uh, unattainable. Or if you actually do meet their expectation then you have this expectation of something even greater the next year. So there's a lot of dread involved after that. So how lucky am I that <laughs> I managed to find my perfect match that feels the same way as I do about Valentine's Day? <laughs> and many other things. Yes, and many other things. Well, in honor of Valentine's Day, we are going to talk about attraction versus admiration. Well, what is that? Well, it's an interesting uh, comparison because even though we're all adults of the same species, I think men and women are extremely different animals in how we think, act, and react to things. Would you agree with that? Yes, uh, we are definitely, we respond differently to different situations and uh, there's a lot of science that has studied it as to why we do that, why we're such different creatures of the same species. Yeah, sometimes it it's hard to believe that we are the same species, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, rather than ignore those differences and pretend they don't exist, you know, like some folks do, I think it's better to embrace those things that are different about us. And I think it's really helpful when we try to understand how the other side thinks and where they're coming from. And also what I'm going to pop in here is these are theories. This is not quote-unquote the truth, but these are things I've not only heard in some of the courses I've taken, some of the classes I've taken, but I've actually road-tested some of the things we're about to talk about, and it looks like these actually happen between men and women. 
And uh, but again, I'm going to say, don't get all bent out of shape because I'm saying, oh, this is the truth. Just try it on. And if that, that matches your experience, awesome. If it doesn't, you know, choose something else. Yeah, well said. So the differences between attraction and admiration. Now, first, what we need to do is assign admiration and attraction to a gender. Yeah, well, attraction is what's important to males. So let's read what the dictionary says about that. The male of our species. We're all about attraction. If we don't have attraction for someone, we have problems. So, yeah, go ahead and read the dictionary definition of attraction. Attraction. Attractive quality. Magnetic charm. Fascination. Allurement. Enticement. A person or thing that draws, attracts, allures, or entices. Okay, so I'm going to talk about what I think about attraction a little bit. Obviously, attraction for a man involves the physical appearance of a woman, but people often think that's all it means. I contend that physical appearance is only a part of the attraction equation. There's also things like happiness and pleasantness, you know, personality, um, or it could be a single physical quality like the way somebody smiles or how she laughs or how she walks. In other words, it's a lot more complex than just saying, oh, she's hot or she's not. It's, it's a combination of things that, that make up our perception of the woman that we're dealing with. In other words, attraction for a man can mean any quality or combination of qualities a woman might possess that make him feel attracted. And it can vary widely from man to man. I've known women who, at first sight, were not particularly attractive, but once you got to know them, they suddenly became attractive because maybe their sense of humor or their general personality. Likewise, I've seen outwardly gorgeous women who, once you get to know them, really become kind of ugly and unattractive because they're they're not pleasant people. So the thing about attraction is is that it has to exist on some level. A man has got to be attracted to a woman in some way for the relationship to survive and thrive and be healthy long term. So that's how I see it for men. Right. But you right. have a, a different take from the woman's side of things. You right. say rather than attraction being the priority, it's admiration. Right. Now I'm going to speak a little bit about attraction for women. What I've noticed and learned is, of course, there's attraction for, you know, the handsome, long-haired Fabio types. You're, you're naturally attracted. But we're talking more about people that want to be in a relationship. Uh, that kind of an energy is not necessarily attraction. For women, it's admiration. So let me read what it says about admiration. It says, respect and warm approval, something regarded as impressive or worthy of respect or pleasurable contemplation. So that doesn't sound like attraction at all, does it? No, it, it's, there's no focus at all on appearance in, exactly. in the definition of admiration. Exactly. And what you see in the world is many very attractive women that seem to be with very unattractive men that have some form of a uh, something in their life that is admirable. 
It could be their person. It could be their bank account. It could be something that, that the woman admires so that this guy that is not so attractive can actually date someone that you wouldn't think he'd ever date visually. Oftentimes, I think it might be the man is in a, a position of prestige or power. Right, a politician, yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah or a, you know, a, a CEO of a big company or whatever. Right. Um, and that's kind of the magic, as we were talking about this earlier. You were perplexed as to how women could be attracted or how beautiful women, amazing-looking women, successful women would be with somebody that just didn't look appealing. Well, that's how this works. It's The appeal is not the face, the body. The appeal is you admire this person's accomplishments, this man's uh, charisma. You admire, so let's talk about uh, the admiration of rock stars. That's a big one. Yeah, and it used to really freak me out when I was a kid how these scrawny, wormy... <laughs> <laughs> Hairy. <laughs> rock stars, because they were spindly little guys, and... and the way my brain worked as a kid, all girls should like the biggest, strongest guys. Because you were the biggest, strongest guy. Well, it just made more sense to me. <laughs> right. You know, that was my little caveman brain telling me that. Because a, a big, strong guy could protect you and defend you and, you know, kill the deer and whatever. Right, right. But what could that rock star do besides scream? Anyway. <laughs> Right. And I can tell you with my own experience, there were rock stars that I just literally went gaga for. And it was unsettling because it felt like I was out of control. Just with all that admiration, looking at them up on stage. And it was it was transportive. It, it takes you into a whole different uh, realm when you are in full admiration mode. And that's what you see when when they pan the cameras across the uh, the audiences and the girls are transfixed, I they're was just, in admiration. I was just thinking about that, like the old clips of Elvis or and all the girls in the audience just going ridiculously, <laughs> like some of them passing out. Right. You don't see clips like that of a bunch of guys in the audience freaking out. No, you don't. It's It's a specifically female thing. And I think I should mention right here, um, I personally can only speak from a straight woman's experience and from the classes that I've taken that have only dealt with that too. Uh, I personally cannot speak from uh, a non-binary gender. So if you're... Well, that's a really good point. And, and I meant to mention that I'm not trying to leave out anyone who's not straight um, out of this conversation, but this is the only experience I have. So I can't really talk about the other the other right. perspectives and i haven't i have not learned in any of the any of the courses i've taken i haven't learned that side of it it might be similar it might not uh but that's not what i can speak to in this in this uh podcast right yeah so admiration now let's uh let's hone in on that a little bit what types of things like just in a normal life we're not talking about rock stars and ceos but just regular everyday guys what kinds of things can they do to boost their admiration that they receive from their female interest? Very good question. I think the first thing, if somebody is noticing that they are not being swamped by beautiful women, 
the first thing to admit is, wow, I now have a key. That key is called admiration. And so that is for, for, the, for the man to look into how admirable he is in his life. It's very powerful. If you see, the, given the key today, you got it. You got the key on Valentine's Day. Uh, if you can look in the mirror and see an admirable man that does admirable things and is admirable to people and to creatures of the earth and is admirable in work. Look, that's a big, tall order. And if it's too tall, don't make yourself wrong. Just take a look and, and it's like, what little bit is admirable? What can I boost? Yeah, it's kind of what I talk about here on the on the show quite often is find that one little thing that needs improvement and and work on that. Yeah, there's so many courses out there for men to learn how to date women out of their league or even worse, we came across somebody that's uh that's predatorizing courses on how to predatorize women, if that's a word. And the truth is, if you're a good person, you're a good man, you'll, you'll look in the mirror, realize it's about admiration and not anything else. And that will be the fastest route to having women be intrigued with you. Um, I'm, if there's a course out there on admiration, awesome. But I think it's dudes giving courses to dudes about how to try to be attractive. Right. And that's not going to do it. Well, I don't want to put you on the spot, but... Can you come up with like an example or a couple examples of something a guy would do that a woman might say, wow, and just be struck with admiration? Oh, um, is this admiration in, in real life, not looking at uh, a politician, a rock yeah. star? Yeah, just like in that. real life. So let me set it up. So you're a woman at the grocery store, and you notice this guy in your aisle, and he does something. What does he do? <laughs> okay. That, 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 that would be a good deed. So doing good deeds is admirable okay. and noticed by women, especially uh, if he helps. Um, this like, is an, like an old lady drops her milk and he goes, runs over and picks it up for her. Or any female that can't reach something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of us are short. <laughs> and a lot of us don't have a tremendous amount of upper body strength. So if some man volunteers, jumps in where he sees a need, that is admirable. And I've had the experience on the other side where I've been in a work situation where none of the men perceived that I needed help when I was dragging things in that were larger than me into my art studio. They just ignored it. And that is a huge lack of admiration for every single one of those to this day. <laughs> Unbelievable that a guy would do that. Look, any any guys listening to this, if you see a woman dragging something, help her out. Yeah. <laughs> help her. Jeez. Yeah. In, in fact, there was a book I read. Uh, it was He's Just Not That Into You. Uh, it came out several years ago, and I think there was a film, too, and it's by a comedian, so it was funny. One part of it was about a woman that um, she realized until the right one comes along, she has to bring all of her groceries up the stairs and into her house. And that's a big deal. The upper body strength of bringing groceries in. If you helped a woman with that, huge admiration points. Okay. So now let's talk about the other side of the coin. Let's talk about the kinds of things guys do that cause them to lose admiration. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> unfortunately, 
it's way too easy for a man to lose admiration points. And by points, I don't mean like it's a game or anything. It's just you can, you can, you can measure the amount of admiration in, in couples. Uh, you can, you can see it. You can hear it, uh, how it's, how it's shared between two people that are in a relationship. The lack of relationship usually comes up with names like my old lady, my old man. And also if couples are willing to say anything derogatory about their partner in public, there is, there's a lack of admiration there. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm going to do a whole podcast about just how guys treat women and calling a woman a name. Yeah. It, there's no excuse for that. Really calling anyone a name, but particularly women. I mean, yeah. it's too easy to just walk away. You don't have to call somebody a name. But uh, Well, that what's usually going on in those situations, those scenarios, is the person in the relationship's trying to get someone back. How do I know this? I've been in that relationship in the previous past. <laughs> well, and there's a lot of people. I've, I've, I've known a lot of people myself, known a lot of relationships, rather, who they were pretty good when they got married, and then they went along and... And both of them just kind of like she let herself go and he, you know, became less ambitious, less manly, if you will, around the house. And she lost admiration. He lost attraction. And it's doomed. Good point. Very good point. That's kind of the American way. It kind of is. That's why and people joke about it like, oh, we've been married 10 years, you know, so. She's my old ball and chain. Yeah, yeah. it's no fun anymore. That's crazy. Honeymoon's over. It doesn't have to be that way. Right. And uh, I'm going to blame that on just a lack of interest of both parties uh, or just ignorance on the fact that there is transformational uh, conversations. There's, there's transformation out there where you can actually spiral up instead of spiral down. You can learn ways to do that. It doesn't come natural to a lot of people. And there are a lot of courses out there that can help you keep moving positively forward, up, forward, instead of, uh, instead of becoming bored and, and living life by default. And I think also what might happen sometimes is one partner or the other starts to slip a little bit, and that robs the other partner of the ambition to keep up their thing. This is a tough one. Um, and well, you know, I can only speak from my own personal experience and I will, I will confess I was married before. In fact, I was married two times before. And so I have an experience of what it's like to be in relationships that were not aligned. And these were long relationships. One was 14 years and one was seven. So I gave it my all in both of them. But they didn't work. And it was very perplexing. It's like, why didn't these work? And uh, I can say, as I look back, I lost admiration incrementally with each one of them. Every year, another chip away of, of admiration. Yeah, it can be very subtle. Oh, it is, most of the time. Well, and it's just like attraction. It kind of works the exact same way. I was married before as well. And... Um, it works the same way with attraction. If a woman in a relationship just starts 
not considering whether or not the man is attracted to her anymore. It seems like in some relationships, they just stop worrying about that. I think that's what's going on. And I don't get it because like, okay, Luli and I, we've known each other three years. So it's not like we've been married, you know, 20 years or something just to be up front with you. Right. But, but I can tell I will never want to wake up and, and think that you're not attracted to me. Right. It would, it would be, that's on top of your radar. Or that you don't admire me now that I understand that. Right. Um, it's more about admiration for you. And yeah, it definitely is. And I got to say, you're you're at 100% admiration and oh, you awesome. have been you have been for the last 3 years. Woohoo! And I can tell you the quality of life that happens when admiration and attraction are happening is awesome. It's really bliss and it's possible for everyone. Yeah, and it's it's not that hard. I mean, you you work you work out all the time. And yeah, and I do that for me. Right. And the benefit is that you like you like how I look because I'm fit, and I do it for me because over fifty, if I don't do it, I'm gonna hurt. <laughs> well, and, and I I, li- I also like the way I look too when I'm when I'm fit. And it's not just the way you look; it's the fact that you can keep up with me. We can go do yes. stuff together. Hey, hey, look, it's pretty tough to pe- keep up with somebody that is twice your weight and twice your size. And that's what we're looking at here. Yeah, I am about twice. <laughs> You're two of me. I am two of you. <laughs> <laughs> You're a big guy. Does that make us a threesome? <laughs> that's a whole other show right there. <laughs> um, okay, so hopefully we... we kind of spelled out the difference between admiration and attraction and and how it works differently like like I said it just now like I would never want to think that you're not attracted to me but really what a guy should think is I, w- I wonder if she admires me yes and and also this this brought you brought something up here when I was divorced through my 40s I was really clear that I was not attracted to men that were bald so this is the in the world of attraction, right? I never went out with a man that was bald. I just never lo- looked toward them as somebody I wanted to date. Then you come along, and the admiration thing comes in. I knew you from your TV show. I knew you from uh, following you on social media and the amazing things you were doing after your TV show. And the admiration was already there. I didn't even see that you were bald. It was That part was gone. Well, and to be fair, I'm not really bald. I just shaved my head. You are functionally bald. <laughs> <laughs> right. You wouldn't have had a chance. Yeah, that, that is a good point. And, like, yeah. guys talk about their types a lot, you know. Right. Well, she's not my type, or I like brunettes, or, you know, this and that, different body types. I'm a leg man, or whatever, right. yeah. Yeah, but, but when you meet someone that you are aligned with and you have that chemistry with it really doesn't matter doesn't matter they're attractive to you anyway like like just your sense of humor alone um is a is super attractive to me <laughs> right so that's one point that's off of the physical that's really important and um there's something that I want to say about that for women is 
it's so easy for us to have our moods interfere with our day. You got that right. And also to have our physical bodies doing what they do, especially if you're um, of breeding age, to have your baby machine dictating how you feel and ruining your day. It's not like women want to ruin their day and everyone else's. Uh, a lot of us are dealing with uh, waves of discomfort and and emotional ups and downs. And it makes us look crazy. Yeah, it's true. And uh, I can speak from right now, since I am in my, in my 50s, my early 50s, I'm very glad that all of that has ended. And I can actually look back on that and go, wow, I do feel sorry for my boyfriends and exes because they had to endure that along with me. And it was before I had any kind of control over it. Yeah, and, and you know, and a lot of guys in the audience right now are in that younger age group. Right. So at least you know there's something to look forward to. <laughs> but Yeah. But also guys, have some compassion for the woman when she's going through these things. She really can't help it. I mean, it's really a hormonal thing going on in her brain. It's being the owner of a baby machine is really it. When when that leaves the the um situation like after menopause or whatever the clarity that i see right now in my older years is oh my god the baby machine ran everything absolutely everything and so yes uh men if you could have some compassion there is a person in your life that female there that is just kind of like on the waves of the ocean of emotions and discomfort because of this baby machine that runs the show. It really runs the show. Yeah. Well, and kind of like, you know, for guys, the there's are some things that run the show as well that have to do with babies. But What could that be? <laughs> um so maybe you can think of it in those terms. <laughs> and bringing it back to admiration and attraction, you can see how those two things work with the whole biological imperative. You can see how scientifically it would work. Right. Because the guy's like, oh, I want I want her to have my babies. She's, <laughs> she's, got, she's got good hips and whatever. And, <laughs> and the woman is thinking, oh, I want to have his baby because he's successful. He's this. He's that. Exactly. She, exactly. Ad she admires him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we can't really speak to the bad boys and the bad girls and the people that are not interested in, in a healthy relationship. We're speaking about healthy relationships here. Yeah, with healthy people who are yeah. emotionally healthy. Um, but I do have a podcast that I'm going to be coming up about uh, that addresses the whole bad boy, good boy thing. Awesome. Or, you know, the whole nice guys finish last myth. And there seems to be a lot of talk about that on blogs and, and podcasts about the friend zoning and all of that, it, people are getting bent out of shape uh, around that conversation. Yeah. Well, I hope, I suspect that we may have ruined somebody's Valentine's Day and we may have <laughs> made somebody's Valentine's Day great. Happy Valentine's Day! <laughs> <laughs> A little something for everybody there. <clears throat> all right. So there's the one thing I'd have men take away from listening to this podcast is the admiration factor. If it's something that you hadn't known about until now, 
it's something that can really turbo boost you into more attraction and and more charisma is if you look into how much admiration you have for yourself. Exactly. And and I was going to say that, actually. I was going to say, the next time you go look in the mirror, think about this conversation. Think about what is there about you to be admired. And if there is something, that's awesome. You can expand that. But in other areas, and you'll know what they are if you're honest with yourself, um, you can work on those and become more admirable. And you can do admirable things in public. On purpose. In bars, even on the internet, you can be admirable in the way you conduct yourself there, which, frankly, there is an epidemic of unadmirable boys on the internet right now. Yeah, and, you know, there's a lot of women out there, and if if you're a guy that's that struggles, you know, meeting women or keeping women or or anything having to do with the opposite sex, if you struggle with that, think about what is operating the woman. Like Luli said, it's uh, their baby machine. Is that what you called it? The baby-making machine. The baby-making machine is really driving a lot of their decisions. And if a guy is not a not a good guy... Why would you want him to be the dad of your kids? I'm not saying everybody is going to want you to be the dad of their kids. I'm just saying subconsciously they might be operating that yeah, way. Yeah, it's operating on a limbic level, um, on a very, very deep level, on an animal level, the animal part of the human. Uh, it's something to acknowledge, and once you can acknowledge it, you will no longer be run by it. That's the power also, is seeing that you don't have to be run by it. And now with this added key of being able to look at your admirable quotient, that will give you a, a really a leg up in the conversation of meeting quality people and quality women. Exactly. Well, I think we've about covered it all. We could have, although there's tons of more subjects that we brought up that require an entire other podcast well i'll probably have my lovely wife back on the show periodically discussing discussing things like this because she has a unique perspective as a woman who's been through it all and you know it 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 helps she's like a translator (laughs) (laughs) it's like like sometimes men and women have a hard time really communicating yeah luli is kind of like a translator when it comes to this because she's at a point in her life where she knows how women think, she knows how they operate, and she knows how men operate. So it's good to hear from from her perspective occasionally. Thank you. Uh, I know it's helped me a lot (laughs) (laughs) in my quest to be a better man. But, uh, well, okay, love. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Well, thank you for inviting me to be on your podcast. I find it to be a very, very valuable resource um, for just about everyone, even the, the women that are sneaking in and listening. It's uh, the insight that we can get into how a man operates is really vital for, for good women to, to hear and then be able to embody. And I can, again, only speak for women that are 
that are on the light side. There are some people out there that are up to no good, but I can't, I cannot speak to, to that. Yeah, we're assuming everyone listening is a good person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume that about the whole world on Valentine's Day. <laughs> All right, love. Well, thanks again, and uh, we'll uh, see you later. Very good. Thanks again for letting me be on your show. I think you you have some sandwiches to make or something. Oh, yeah. I better go make some sandwiches now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, love. I'll talk to you later. All right. Okay, bye. Well, that was the conversation I had with my love in honor of Valentine's Day. I hope you got something out of it. I get something out of it every time I talk to her. If you're actually listening to this on Valentine's Day, I hope you're in a good place. And I hope this episode brought some value into your life. I think it would actually be a great episode to listen to with your significant other. It might spawn some real interesting conversations. So thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Hey, have you signed up for my email list yet? I really think you should. Right off the bat, you get a free report called Five Steps to Become a Better Man Immediately. After that, you guys on the list are the first ones to hear about new stuff and it Gives you a direct line to write me a letter, ask me a question, or whatever. I'll make it easy and put a sign up for the email list in the show notes of this episode over on the website at www.beingabettermanpodcast.com. Click on the Contact Me tab in the menu bar and you'll see it, or you can check it out on this episode page. Okay, guys. Have a great day. And remember, be a better man today than you were yesterday. This is Alf Herigstad signing out.